Crippled Content Creations presents Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on sex and disability, with your host, Andrew Gerza. Disability After Dark, with Andrew Gerza, shining a bright light on sex and disability. Well, hey there. So, this is the Minnesota. You know what it is. It's where I read to you back your stuff about disability. We talk about it. I speculate wildly. And then that's the Minnesota. It's a tiny little morsel of awesomeness before our big show on Friday. So, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to do one today. And I went through the vault of some emails that I got a few months ago. That I wanted to make sure, uh, not a few months, a few weeks ago, that I wanted to make sure that I got through. But, please, feel free to flood the inbox with anything that you want to write about. Your childhood as a disabled person will be amazing. Tell me about that. Tell me about your adolescence. Tell me about your first time having sex. Tell me about all of the, tell me all the stories around disability. Write me all the letters, and I would love to read them back to you. I love the Minnesotes. Almost as much as I love the, doing the full show, so send in your letters, letters, and I'm excited to. I just love, I love doing them. They're funny, they're serious, they make me think, they give me show ideas. So if you are a disabled person and you want to tell me your story, send it to disabilityafterdark at gmail.com. Also, if you're a non-disabled person and you want to have a question or you have an idea or you have something you want some clarification on, let me know, again, at disabilityafterdark at gmail.com, and I will turn that shit into a Minnesota. But yeah, send me in things about your childhood, things about your adolescence, your first time fucking as a disabled person. Send me in all those things, and it'll, it'll be a Minnesota. But I really, really appreciate it. But let's get to this week's. So this week, I got an email from my friend, T. Ferret. They've been following the show for a while now. We're social media friends, um, and they are really awesome. And they sent me a letter, and they wanted to talk about some stuff. So I wanted to do this Minnesota episode with their letter because I thought it was really important. So they write, Hey, Andrew, I have been wanting to write for a while, but my autistic brain rambles off on a million different tangents and emotions. Then I sometimes hurt my own feelings, and I just put off writing. For purposes of this, let's just go by my leather name, T. Ferret. I'm a pansexual, FTM, kinkster, who will be turning 39 this year. Well, pansexuals are awesome, and we need, mo- we need more representation of that, especially within disability. FTMs are amazing, and I really appreciate people who are going through those transitions, and that's really an important journey, and we also need more of that in disability representation. And I am a kinkster myself, so hello. Uh, And as for you turning 39 this year, awesome, congratulations. They continue, dating and socialization while autistic can get pretty dicey, especially when I run into users, or worse, misread social cues. I agree. I think whenever we run into users generally, when people use us, um, that can be uh, that can be hard for a lot of us when, when we're disabled. But I can only imagine how having autism 
and being on the autism spectrum, trying to figure out those cues might also make you feel. And I think, while I'm not autistic, being a person with uh, cerebral palsy, sometimes I also really misread social cues as well. They continue, I remember mimicking bad, bad misogynistic behavior as a teenager until someone taught me better. I can certainly relate to that. I I mimicked a lot, a lot of mask for mask behavior within my own community as a queer man, and I do that still sometimes. I'm still waiting for somebody to teach me better, and I've had to teach myself better at times, so I can appreciate that. They say, add PTSD, depression, and anxiety to that. Now, on top of that, I'm having to deal with fall and sports injuries that haven't healed right, bulging disc and back along with muscle tightness and spasms that sometimes even affects my ribs, torsion to pelvis, rotation in the tailbone, hips displaced slightly by the torsion, messed up right knee, diabetic neuropathy, arthritis, carpal tunnel, and just strange energy from being in pain all the time. I can, ima- I can understand the being in pain all the time because as a wheelchair user who sits a lot, well, I don't have all those things you listed off. I understand what chronic pain can feel like and how it can often be hard to describe or want to talk about chronic pain because you're simply in it all the time. So I can appreciate that. They say, so the autism side, sometimes I'm too awkward to get laid unless someone says, hey, let's fuck. And with all the, f- the physical stuff, I worry that even when sex does come up about being able to perform. I think performance anxiety is really, really important to talk about when we're disabled because we try, we're trying, I wonder if you, if you T, and correct me if I'm wrong, I wonder if you are trying to perform within an ableist viewpoint and that's why it bothers you. And I think as disabled people trying to perform sexually within an able-bodied, um, within an able-bodied structure is really problematic because we can't perform that way. And it can be really hard to let that go. They say, I like to go over sex if possible with people beforehand, but I was told by one person that it ruins spontaneity. Okay, T. To that person, I'm going to say, fuck you. Sometimes you need to go over stuff, and we shouldn't be told that our need to clarify or go over things or storyboard our sex ruin spontaneity because I've been told that too and I thought that as well at a time and I think it's really wrong that people tell us that I really don't I don't like that people tell us that our need to plan is wrong and you'll know from episode I think 69 I think it was 69 where I talk about the importance of planning versus spontaneity I really do believe that planning is way sexier Anyhow, I've rambled on enough. They say, I like to go over sex if possible with people beforehand, but I was told by one person that it ruined spontaneity. I'm like, well, if you expect me to finger bang you for an ungodly amount of time, then jackhammer you, you then may be let down. (laughs) Well, yeah, how are you supposed to do all that? How are you supposed to finger bang somebody and then jackhammer them without planning? How the fuck are you supposed to do all that? So they say, a feeling like I let people let down people ruins things more. I, I know that feeling when you, when you feel like you especially 
let down an able-bodied person during the sex they wanted to have and you've made it harder for them, I know how that feels and it feels like you've ruined their world. And so I, I, I understand that, that feeling of like, oh, fuck, my disability and my burdens himself got in the way here, but please don't feel that way. T continues, not to mention that this is also a safety thing for me, making sure someone does things that feel comfortable for him, for my body and psyche. Examples. One, sometimes I will just fall asleep after I orgasm, so the partner needs to know how to get me into my CPAP mask because I stop breathing in my sleep. Are you like a sexy Darth Vader in your CPAP mask? And I ask because I might have to go see the doctor at some point to get one myself, so I'm wondering, can you look mask? Example two, if someone slaps my face, chokes me, or puts a knife to my throat without negotiating, it could send me into a PTSD episode. I'm pretty sure that anybody better fucking negotiate if they're going to put a knife to your throat. I would hope that that's certainly negotiated beforehand. Holy fuck. P.S. If anybody wants to get rough with me, you better fucking negotiate that shit with me before we get into any shit. This cripple is not down for knife play unless we talk about it. Wow. Um, three, being a trans man, atrophy. So if anyone wants to go there, they need to be prepared to give it a proper warm up and not just shove large things in right away because that can really fucking hurt. PSA, I think that, <laughs> I think that anybody having anything shoved into any of their holes without warning would, it would hurt super a lot. Um, but I think when you're disabled, the need for communication, as we've talked about, is really important. And I think all of these things can be could be really sexy. Like if you're into to knife play and, and choking and all those things, talking about it beforehand could be super sexy. Or if you want to jam something really big up a certain hole, talking about that could be really sexy in a safe, sexy way. So like... Partners talk about that shit. They continue. I guess what I'm trying to say is, I feel like I'm inadequate and a pain. Is that the internalized ableism or just the reality of the LGBTQ community and how they treat people with disabilities? A bit of both? To answer your question, T, I think you're not inadequate. I need to tell you that right away. It hurts me to read that you think you're inadequate because I promise you, you're not. And I promise you, you're also not a pain. And I, I believe that it is in part the internalized ableism you're feeling, but I will say this. I think the LGBTQ plus community needs to hear this stuff and see that they do treat disabled people in a lot of horrible ways and say the wrong things and be mean during sex. So I will say that I think it is a bit of both. And I think that we, as disabled people, need to work on ourselves, our own sexual self, self-esteem. But the community needs al- to also help us do that. And I am so sorry that you have felt that way. And I hope you know that by sharing this, I want you to know you don't, you aren't a burden, and you aren't inadequate, and you aren't a pain. I have felt that way myself many times before, during, and after sex. And I know how hard that is. And I promise you, you're not that. And community members, we need to lift disabled people up rather than tell them that they need to plan ruined spontaneity or expect them to do positions that they simply can't. We need to give them positive praise for the sex they can have 
and not tell them they're not worthy otherwise. T finishes, I'm hoping this is coherent. There are a lot of big thoughts and feels that are just hard to put into words. I can understand why that's hard to put into words, and I thank you for sharing a glimpse of your experience with us, and I thank you for writing this in for a Minnesota. That was a tough one to read, but I think we need to hear this stuff, um, and I think we need to reflect on communication, what that looks like for everybody, and I think we need to talk more about different multi-layered disabilities and sexuality, and, and thank you, T, for bringing that forward. Okay, so that's it. That's the Minnesota right there. That's how you do it. You send in your thoughts, feelings, ideas, emotions, anger, all the things around anything related to disability, and I will read it back to you, and that's what we did here. And this was, again, a tough one to read, but really important. So I want to hear from you. Send in your thoughts, feelings, anecdotes, jokes, questions, uh, experiences. Tell me about you, your youth. Tell me about your worries, your fears, all those things, and I will turn it into a Minnesota. Um, and I, I, I love I love the Minnesota so much. They give me a real glimpse into your experience, and so thank you. Also, remember that Disability After Dark is a completely self-funded and self-produced program. It's literally me with the mic on my computer recording and uploading into the thing all by myself. Um, so if you want to support the show... I would love you forever. Head over to patreon.com slash crippled content. Throw in a dollar a month, two dollars a month, um, and you will get shows early. And if I can do special things to make the, the Patreon feed that much cooler, I want to do that. So throw in what you can. Tell your friends. Share the show. Write in for a minute so do all those things. But we will see you on Friday for our full-length episode all about... Well, you'll have to tune in to find out. See you then. Bye. Copyright Notice Disability After Dark was presented, created, and produced by Andrew Gerza and Crippled Content Creations with music by Chris Ujiuchi. Any and all materials, including graphics, audio recordings, and music are property of the owner and cannot be used or distributed without express permission. Copyright, Crippled Content Creations, 2018.